Listeners are advised, this podcast contains coarse language, themes of an adult nature, and inappropriate thoughts about boy bands. And inappropriate thoughts by boy bands, motherfucker. Right then, well, hello, Zoe. Hi, Amy. How are you? I, I'm quite bubbly, and I feel that you're not... Oh. So, listeners, between you and I, I just saw Amy cry for the first time ever. Like, I've never seen Amy cry before. I'm not sure if that's true, because I cry all the time. (laughs) No, but I don't ever remember seeing you cry before. We, you must have done, because remember that time, right after we first met, when we were around at that house, that elusive house, (laughs) and I'd just been dumped. I don't remember you crying Oh my God, I cried a lot that day. Until I met that other hot boy that night. <laughs> <laughs> and then he stopped. See, I knew, only bit that day I remember is us lying on the blanket, mm. shooting the shit, and mm. then going out drinking, you meeting the hot boy, mm. me going back to the house mm. and having to get in the car and drive home, even though I was meant to stay over, oh, going, yeah. I'm not, I can't, I'm not down with this shit, I'm and not staying here. And with the hot boy. And listening to you. <laughs> do not it, me, not, not me. you. The person whose house it was. Listening to you. Get it on with a random stranger you picked up on the walk home. Oh, Christ. I don't <laughs> yearn for those days. No, not at all. It's not a relationship I miss. Or that hot boy who so turned I, out to be a big dull dud. I showed up today and I said to Amy, we need to plan out our ultimate boy band playlist. So I'm going to play you the playlist as it stands with the song I think we should do next in it. So I... Not even in five minutes, I sit down and start playing Amy Take That. <laughs> and she cried at me. Look, it's been a very emotional weekend, okay? I thought I experienced boy band dips, but that no. was quite something. I just can't. Okay, moving on. Boy band news. You can't cry on the podcast, Amy. Boy band news of the week. We turned out we had an extra ticket to Jonas. How did we do that when there was only 600 tickets up for grabs? I don't know. So you, I and Rolanda each got a ticket and Rolanda, for some reason, managed to get two tickets. I don't know how she did that. I don't know how she did that. Witchcraft. (laughs) Black magic. (laughs) (laughs) And because we didn't have another friend to take, not that we don't have another friend to take, no one was available. No one wants to come to Kingston at six o'clock on a fucking Wednesday evening. We've got no friends. Is it six o'clock? Yeah. Why do you think I'm leaving work early? Oh, shit. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll meet you in there, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be, yeah, I'll be at the back. <laughs> Six o'clock on a Wednesday evening. So what we decided to do is do a little giveaway. So we tweeted out to all our listeners. Yep. We did some questions about our Jonas episode. And we had uh, a shitload of entries from Jonas fans. Like, well more than expected. Yeah. And it was quite heartbreaking because everyone was so desperate for a ticket. I went. It was when I realised because my work is is insane at the moment, and Zoe put the tweet out. And when I went to look at Twitter later, I was like, "Oh Jesus Christ!" Because we've got all these entries in our DMs, and it's just occurred to me that yeah, we're going to make someone's day, <laughs> but we're going to have to let some people down as well. I found that really hard. It was quite hard. Mm. I do love the girl we chose. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah, she was great. Darian. I hope it's pronounced Darian. Yeah. We So that that's going to be next week's episode. It'll be us out on the road meeting our new boy band bestie at the Jonas show. Yeah. 
I think I'm old enough to be her mum. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you get a whole bunch of <laughs> entries and then you pick someone out of a hat. <laughs> no, she seems wicked. So I think yeah. we've uh, we've locked out there. Yeah, by the time... No, I was about to say, by the time this goes out, we'll have seen Jonas. No, it will. By the yeah, time this yeah, goes out, yeah. we'll have seen Jonas. Yeah. So Excellent. I have to remember that it is Monday today. It, not when you're listening to this. It's Friday when you're listening. When we're, we're recording, recording, it's Bank Holiday Monday. So the Jonas event is on Wednesday. I'll send you a reminder when do. I get up in you're the morning. Have to. Especially with it being a six o'clock start. That's yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Did you not know? Did you? Not I really... hope I don't miss my favourite Jonas song. As <laughs> <laughs> a side note, I don't know any Jonas songs. <laughs> the only Jonas song I know, other than. Was there one called Dear God that we did in our yes. episode? Never listened to it. Is the one that they covered, the Busted song, Year 3000. Oh, okay. Which would be weird if they do that because... We saw Busted do it there about a month venue. ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really tiny venue as well, so we think there's about six, 700 people. They can't be opening the upstairs of it because that venue holds 2,000 people. Oh, does they it? They can't be opening the upstairs. I mean... Maybe they've put a new carpet in. Oh God, it needs it. After thirty-two years, it's so minging. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's exciting. That is exciting. And the reason that I'm emotional over the weekend is because I've done my last two stadium gigs for Take That. How did that go? They were fucking amazing. Really amazing. I was in the front row. I'll see you in the front row. That badge is wicked, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) We started planning out our the merch for our Patreon listeners. So. One of them's a little badge that says, I'll see you in the front row. I will see you in the front row, because that's where I'll be. I'm bitches. Yeah, it was, it was fucking brilliant. There's something really magical about outdoor gigs. And it's starting off in daylight, and then the sun going down. The sun goes down. Yeah, the stars come out. Yeah, it was just... It was great. And now I have no take that until my birthday. You're getting take that? I'm going to arrange for them to come out of a box. Oh, my God. <laughs> if, <laughs> just don't don't play me like that. <laughs> if you got me to take that for my birthday, I think I'd die of shock. <laughs> can I just point out at this juncture that, that the heavy breathing you can hear is Elvis. Your it's Elvis not either of us. Yeah, I'm glad he's comfy, though. I mean, he's had a really stressful weekend of... Not lying, being with his mum. Lying around. <laughs> yeah, I abandoned him at home for for the weekend. No, he went and stayed with... Um, you'll re- Everyone will remember Lara. He stayed at Lara's house with her Yeah, the sleepover. Other. He did, and she's got two dogs who he clearly likes. The boy band industry's bored. That's correct, yes. Everybody <laughs> will remember Atlas and Dai. So, yeah. What other boy band news... <laughs> okay. Oh, Warburgers! I went to Warburgers. How was that? It was. It was all right. I just want to no shade. Their adult milkshakes. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I just poured tea down my front. Okay, their adult milkshakes. They're not. They're not on brand for Warburgers. It's basically they've poured a load of chocolate ice cream into a cup and blended it. What? <laughs> it's not. They just. They weren't. It was foul. I've got pictures of what it should look like compared to what they served me. <laughs> And I've been to several Warburgers now in my travels, and I judge them all by how they do the s'mores adult frap, A. Eh? <laughs> I had a bit of a row this week with a friend over the difference in a frappe and a milkshake. Well, what is the difference? 
There isn't a difference. What is a but don't tell me that something's a frappe when I'm telling you it's a milkshake. What do the... Is, is it correct that Americans call them frapp? Yeah. But it's frappe. Right. What do they call a latte? A lat? <laughs> I don't know. What about a cappuccino? Because the word frapp makes me think of... Remember right that? Thinking. Yeah. <laughs> that picture from Glastonbury of the girl by the side oh, of the Oh, no. Snow. Oh, why have you put that image back in my head? Oh, my God. Uh, that, I, that meant that... Oh. I won't be sharing that picture on our Instagram. <laughs> Do you know what? That made me feel deeply sad because she was <laughs> clearly off her tits mm. and everyone was staring at her and no one ever wants to see that ever again. Oh, yeah. that. Uh, and the extra bonus with Wahlburgers London is one of the servers that does the drinks is the spit of a Jonas <laughs> <laughs> love the hot Jonas yeah the hot Jonas oh. he was great I, he came down the stairs and I was like is there a Jonas in here it's, it was incredible it's very good while we're oh, talking and the other stuff I discovered it mm. <laughs> one of our patron one of my friends stroke one of our patron listeners Michelle mm. is Michelle had never had a milkshake before I mean Michelle is my age Michelle I'm judging you here what the fuck is wrong with you also, Michelle has never eaten a banana. I mean, I was stunned, and I—I I don't mean, judge people, but I just found it bizarre. I think, I think we could judge people. <laughs> no, we can't do. Michelle's the greatest. She's Why really, really never, good fun. Is she scared of bananas? She doesn't like the smell. Okay, well, kind no, of get. That's yeah, why that's... I don't eat celery because the smell of celery is just like. <laughs> also, celery is completely pointless. <laughs> if anything was to be eradicated from the earth, wasps. Celery. Wasps. <laughs> Definitely celery. I'd say wasps. Okay. But I want to talk about hot men. Oh, okay. Since that is kind of <laughs> Here our, we are. Our I MO. mean, it's <laughs> what we're all about. The Jonas server at Wahlburgers was uh, like a little added bonus. Mm. He was a bonus Jonas. <laughs> <laughs> Take that screw, the security guy, Tom, fit. If anyone here is going to a stadium gig... Look out for Tom. You'll know which one he is. <laughs> the fit one. And also, he really likes it when people scream at him because he's hot. And if you make a banner for him, he'd appreciate that too. <laughs> he looked, when you showed me the picture, he looked to me like someone that would go on a weekend away with Bear grills. Yeah, yeah, he is exactly like that. He's got what you're doing this tattoos. weekend, and it's not like going to the pub watching the football. It's, I'm climbing a mountain, yeah. and I'm going to sleep in a sheep's carcass. Yeah, absolutely. That, I can see Tom doing that. <laughs> I'm sure he listens. <laughs> Hi, Tom. <laughs> so yeah, Tom, hot, nice one. The other boy band news: uh, Lance Bass went to see New Kids on the Block in play the Hollywood Bowl. He live streamed from it for Did about he? two minutes. It was great. It was really Lance good fun. Is everywhere these days. He and his boyfriend were singing to la 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 tonight. Husband. Oh, is it husband? Yeah. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Sorry, my insect knowledge is failing me. I fucking love Insane. Okay, and of course, coming up later in this episode, we are going to do a little meet the fangirls with the two girls. So it's Ashley and Christine that run Girl, Were You Alone? The NSYNC podcast. So that's coming up later on in this episode. Amazing. It'll be good to speak to another boy band podcast. I wonder how they found Oh, and I found two... Two Jonas Brothers podcasts, which I'm going to reach out to and make a... I think we get a little boy band podcast network up and running. <gasps> oh, my God. Yes. 
That we could be the creators. Right. Of the boy band podcast network. BPN. I really think <laughs> as well... What do you do? You think that there is scope? I know we spoke about boy your... band podcast collective. Let me call ourselves yeah, the, the BPC. But you know, you you would in our first episode, you talked about your journey through boy band history. So how you started off with wham, wham ish, and then curiosity, bros, yeah, and that. But I mean, you kind of settled on new kids, but then are not settled. You didn't settle for them, but like you settled with them. Um, but then you went on to be a Take That fan and yeah. etc. And so you've always liked boy bands until you went into the whole indie thing, but you obviously still love new kids. I love One Direction. And I feel like <laughs> if I was 20, 25 years younger, I, well, 20 years younger, I probably would have been a humongous One Direction fan. But I am still a One Direction fan. I love Sync. Do you think that there are other fangirls like us who are massively obsessed with one boy band... But, but still really love other ones. Other, yeah. So I can probably name some Nukas fans that I know really like other boy bands. Mm. So there's definitely Nukas fans that go and see O-Town a lot. There's yeah. definitely a couple that see 98 Degrees quite a bit. Oh, and Hanson. Yeah. So I think it's a, a lifestyle. Yeah. My upstairs neighbours are joining the podcast, everybody. Say hi. <laughs> that thumping is yeah. neither the two of us or Elvis. It's yeah. upstairs who appear to be doing yoga. They're just noisy. <laughs> so, yeah, because like... I've... Speaking of yoga, shall we? I, I, we <laughs> talked about one in the, the boy band yoga network. Sure. BYN. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, somebody did a stretch during Rick Astley's set yesterday and he went, in the middle of a song, the band carried on, he went, was that a yoga move? Can everyone do this? And like started stretching upwards and the whole crowd did. <laughs> But he also looked at me at one point and went, you've got no idea what I'm singing, have you? And I went, <laughs> I was like, did he just say that at me? <laughs> but no, I don't, because that's what happens when you yodel Rick. He'd still get it. So yeah, we've got our yoga network coming. Our boy band collective network. What else? Uh, badges are coming. <gasps> badges. Only available, exclusively available to our Patreon supporters. Yes. They were really much. cool. I worked really hard on them. Yeah. I didn't. It took about five minutes of badge. <laughs> Don't say that. It was actually like coming up with the phrases and the ideas. Yeah. That took a while just to get that one that will appeal to everyone. Because we're not all new kids. I, I had a couple of new kids phrases I could have mm. put in. And I was like, no, it's mm. not quite. Yeah, it needs to be boy band inclusive. Yeah. Because we're an inclusive podcast. <laughs> <laughs> everyone welcome. All boy bands welcome apart from Jedward. <laughs> The Jedward, <laughs> the Jedward clause. Yeah, there's always got to be a Jedward clause. <laughs> Denied. Okay. So I feel that we're tailing off now. We don't have a lot to talk. We're just wittering on. We're both so super tired. So tired. I was up till 3am because it was the European elections at work last night. So I pulled an 18 hour shift, drove home and then carried on working for a little bit. I had two hours sleep on Friday night in a shitty student accommodation block. I feel dirty. And then a cute, Dirty students. A cute all weekend as well. It was just totally worth it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're going to be back after this short break, this little interlude. We're going to be back with the next two tracks that are going into a boy band playlist. The ultimate boy band playlist on Spotify. Okay, well, I'm pleased we got all of that sorted out. Um... What's up next? Are you burping again? <laughs> What's fucking wrong with you today? <laughs> I think 
thing I don't is the late <coughs> night and the fact that all I've eaten for the past 24 hours is biscuits. Oh, or cookies for our American listeners. <laughs> yes, we like to be international. <laughs> We're going to continue on now with our ultimate boy band playlist that we've put together, which is a word you should all know, put, <laughs> put together on Spotify. So we started last week with Greatest Day by Take That, the Odyssey version, the one that's what made me cry earlier, and Block Party by New Kids on the Block. And we're choosing two more songs this week. So. Yeah, did you want to go first? Yeah, I think What's... I will. I've been listening to the two songs all week. <laughs> the two songs? <laughs> no, but to try and decide what the next one should be, okay. to like add to my two song playlist on my uh, phone on the way in and out, but, and then add it in a... Th- alternate third songs to mm-hmm. what it should be and then I came in today and you were like no I've got the third song and I'm like yeah so many hours of my life life wasted so uh, do you know I just to let everyone in on a little secret with this podcast so I, I have been quite useless recently and uh, you'll notice that boy band of the week has often been done by Zoe because I've not contributed at all Zoe is exceptionally you do good. all the production <laughs> Zoe is exceptionally good at the research and doing the front end stuff and I do all the post production so <laughs> so I'm winging it when you say it. all the post production you basically you mainly leave all my burps in <laughs> take out all mine <laughs> the point of, of what you do on the back end is removing my burps the thing is actually what I do is remove all your ums and I can't <laughs> remove all the ums and all the burps because then so. it would only be a 10 minute episode <laughs> but yeah so i'm winging it so zoe listened and listened to lots of different songs i came in today and went do you know what i'm gonna call it it's the call by backstreet boys which i'm completely unfamiliar with but when you played it to me i was like no she's right yeah it works that absolutely blends into the next one i just really love it my I'm only just gonna say it was a really good call amy yeah it's a good call <laughs> my only issue with that song is that as soon as i listen to it it becomes an earworm and it will be in my head for days now so yeah, I'm pleased. I am going to follow up the call with um, and I'm going to throw it back a little bit because the, I mean, new kids aren't that modern. That's a quite a, to take that song's fairly recent-ish. Yes, greatest day. Yeah, last decade. Yeah, right. two thousand nine. Block yeah. Party is also a recent new kids song. Is it? Yeah, so it came on the block. At, no, not the block album. It came on. I want to say ten. It was a bonus track. Not everyone had it for ages. What year was, was that? A, 2014 okay ish you're asking me really specific questions well i know that greatest day was 2009 because it was off the circus album yeah i want to say 2014 ish i'm trying to remember (laughs) when i saw them do the songs off the block live it might even have been 2013 actually Mm. i'd measure everything in life by take that albums and tours (laughs) (laughs) so good that's a What's, what's coming up then? So I'm going to throw it back and we're going back to the 80s with Duran Duran and Rio. Great tune. Great song. I I think I love the video more than I love the song. Yeah. Simon but Le Bon on is, a yacht. Right? What's not to love? With, is he wearing like a billowing white shirt? Yeah, and, undone to the waist. Yes, yes. Yeah, another boy banded with a shirt allergy. <laughs> Nothing wrong Shame. With <laughs> so yeah. That's so we've now got a four song playlist. Yes. It's probably now enough to get but the school run maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on how far the school run is, I suppose. Not your children are privately educated, you have to drive them twenty eight miles. Yeah, or depending on how good a parent you are and if you let them listen to our potty mouths every week. (laughs) (laughs) Carrie. 
So that's it. We've now got a four-track playlist. So we will be back with two more for you next week. Okay. What's coming up after this, Zoe? Uh, right after this is going to be our phone call with the girls from Girl, Were You Alone? Mm-hmm. And following up with that, it's your boy band of the week. So Woo! we'll be back in a bit. So we the other week we found on Instagram a another a, there's another boy band podcast. I'm so excited! I can't it's, believe it. It's so niche. So the other boy band podcast that exists is it's dedicated to NSYNC. Not our boy band. Not ours, I no. So appreciate it. <laughs> so we're here today and we are talking with the two hosts of Girl Were You Alone, which is the NSYNC podcast, and we're with Christine and Ashley. Hi girls. Hi. Hi. It's so exciting to be here. We you guys are like really the four forerunners in this field. Boyologists <laughs> for sure. I've learned yeah. so much from listening to you. Oh, that's good to hear. Yeah. So we, I mean, but I think we're only a couple of months ahead of you. So we started up in January, mm. yep. having, having talked about it for a good two years. Oh, yeah, two years at least. Oh, yeah. We talked about it for two days and then did it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're good. I like that. <laughs> you can probably tell. If you yeah, that's why we're extremely amateur. <laughs> no, I'm absolutely loving what you do. So I, I'm not that familiar with NSYNC. I'm not going to lie. By the time NSYNC came out, I was big into guitar bands. So having, uh, hearing, yes. hearing you go week by week through the albums and the tracks and things like that, for me, is great. It's a little education. And obviously will help us build up to our own NSYNC episode, yeah. which is going to be in about three years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so desperate to do an NSYNC episode, yeah. <laughs> So tell us a little bit about your NSYNC history. Where where did you start out? When you know, were you there? Were you, are you OG NSYNC girls? Were you there from the start? Well, so we were both OG NSYNC fans, and then we both kind of were lapsed for a really long time. And then what happened was that six months ago, about we went on a road trip together, and yeah. we listened NSYNC Christmas all the way there and then like half the way back and then got into the rest of their catalog because Instinct Christmas is just like our favorite thing it's like the best Christmas yeah. album ever I have and to dispute that the new kids on the block Christmas album beats everything oh. else out of the world but you carry on with your story you know, it's so you weird. Oh. <laughs> Christmas album is a new concept for me is it a big thing in the US are, oh, yeah. you, guys, are you guys in Canada no they're in no, the US, in the US. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is a big thing. And especially around that time, like everyone was doing Christmas albums. It was just like a huge thing. So it was kind of weird because it was only their second album. They just had one album and then they did a Christmas album, which I don't feel like is a very normal thing to do. (laughs) But um, yeah, so we love that album. I will check out the New Kids album because I have not listened to it. Um, so I'm just gonna go. You can ignore all the tracks apart from Danny singing "The Little Drummer Boy" and um, "Funky Funky Christmas." That's the two. That's you just go straight for them. You can ignore everything else. Okay, but you can't ignore any on the, on and sing Christmas, and that's why it's so epic because they're all so good. <laughs> okay, I will return the favor, and we will listen to the end sync yeah, Christmas. Yeah, we'll do that. Okay, perfect. Sure. Okay, we'll it's a fair trade. <laughs> Um, but so on that trip, we were listening to just like all of NSYNC's catalog after we finished with the Christmas album three times. And um, we got so into this little part in this, I promise you, of JC's voice. And I was like, this is the most beautiful voice in the world. We have to listen to this over and over. And then once we did that, Ashley like had a little like stroke. It broke, yeah, it, <laughs> it broke my brain. Yeah. I, 
my brain's been broken and I haven't been the same since. And I don't know who I am anymore, except that I'm, I'm a JC obsessive. It's like, yeah. so then she got anonymous. really hard back into NSYNC, like yeah. was buying all this merch and whatnot. And what, what year are we talking here? Last this year? is yeah, 2018, oh, okay. the end cool. of 2018. Yeah, I mean, but we were crazy about them as kids. So I was in like middle school, early high school when they came out, um, and I was obsessed with Joey back then. It was Superman, mm. everything because you know oh, when you're yeah. young, or also when you're 30, if a boy likes a thing, you also <laughs> have to like. The thing. <laughs> so, um, I'm 44, yeah, I, and that, I still go down that route. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we loved them when we were younger, but yeah, once they went on hiatus, like you were saying, you had gotten into guitar bands. I was all about like emo music and brand new and, you know, all that kind of bullshit. And then, um, yeah, so now my life has forever changed because of that road trip and I <laughs> like I catching up on a lot of gossip. I think there's always, no matter what you move on to, so I went into guitar bands and I'd go to festivals and things yes. every year, but always there's that little bit in your heart, the minute you hear the opening bars to one of your boy band songs, yes. you're straight back there. So when, when you get an opportunity like this to just feed your boy band obsession <laughs> constantly, that it's, you know, it's, I think it's a really healthy thing, like mental health wise. I think it's great I to mean, be able to go. It is. But so totally. we did start playing a take that song when she arrived earlier and I started to cry and she had to turn it off. <laughs> so you know, my my husband now will try to sing in sync songs to me and I'm like, just shh, 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 please don't. It's not <laughs> for you. Just let them do it, please. <laughs> Very special. They're the only ones who can do it. <laughs> So you say that. So we, I go every year on the New Kids on the Block cruise, which is the annual. They oh. rent, rent a carnival cruise ship. It's 3,000 New Kids fans, the five guys. It's just an entire weekend of partying. But I've noticed over the past few years, there are a lot more husbands that come on the boat. So the first year, there was probably about maybe 10 or 15 husbands. Now we're probably up to 100. And they get oh into God. it just as much as the girls do. They're dressing up, they're loving the shows. So I feed your husband's NSYNC obsession because when that NSYNC reunion happens for you, he's the one that's going to be waiting up for you to make sure you're home at four o'clock in the morning from your NSYNC show. It's so true. There's, there's, it's, a, it's a good split at Take That shows now with husbands. They're, they're really getting into the music and they, they sing along to all the words. They fucking know the music. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, don't pretend you don't know. Well, you know, when we went, so we went to MMC 30, it was last weekend and I was really, whole, so that's the Mickey Mouse Club 30th reunion for anyone who didn't know and I was like so sure JC was going to be there because I was like, I know him. He's going to shoot. He wouldn't let us down. And my husband slipped a card in my suitcase and it was like, if this is the weekend you meet JC Chazay and he falls in love with you and you leave me forever, know that it's been fun. And I really love you. That's amazing. What a great so We do joke that we have like a very strong husband demo because all of our friends' husbands like love the podcast. And we're like, that's weird, but nice, I guess. So any of this... our friends have husbands. No, wait, I think all our friends are single. <laughs> We're that little niche of oh, society. I'm like though. the only single one of all of our friends. I'm so. still I'm still holding out for that Wahlberg love. Still, still <laughs> on there. The, the thing with Jenny won't last forever. It can't no, last forever. No, you know. no, she's too famous. No, right? it never lasts. <laughs> Cut that out. You don't want to be here. Sorry, Jenny. 
Um, so was this? So was MMC? Was that the first time either of you had ever met one of NSYNC? Well, no. Oh. <laughs> oh. Did, we were in an acapella group, and we actually opened for in, for Lance when Shut he was the fuck up. before. Hang so we got singing an sing song with our acapella group. Acapella yeah, and so we got to meet him bri- briefly after the. But the we talk. were not. We were not cool about it. We were like screaming and like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes. Is there photos? I, um, is there photos? I need a photo of you and Lance in your acapella group. Yes, there is one it. one photo in existence of it, yeah. and it's treasured. Yeah, we sang we sang "I Want You Back," which is like funny to do acapella because there's one girl in the background going like "wah wah." Like, <laughs> oh my god, that would be me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't sing either. I'd also be the "wah wah" yeah, girl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so who did you meet at MMC then? Which of NSYNC showed up? Who did you get to hang out with? Just Joey was there. He was um, hosting the event. So, but we didn't actually really get to hang out with him. I had to sneak into a roped off section and to meet him <laughs> and take a selfie. All the best fans <laughs> can do that. I didn't him because I was drunk and I lost my phone. And I was like, where are my friends? Oh, they're sn- they've sneaked into the VIP section. They're hanging out with Joey. So, uh, so, you're, my so you, you remain an NSYNC virgin, yes? You haven't met them. Well, Lance. Apart from Lance, yeah, so, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So talk me through, take me back. Uh, we're going back a month now. When Coachella happened, take me through that emotion oh, of when you saw 80% of your boy band back on stage together for the first time in years? Uh, well, I so we are on the East Coast of the U.S., so it was supposed <coughs> to happen at 1, 1.30 in the morning, and then it was late, but I was like, I'm, I'm waking up in the middle of the night. I don't care. I literally, they're still set up on my desk. I had the Coachella live stream already in the background, and then my sync bobbleheads um, <laughs> sitting in I front of my things. computer screen. Oh, they're awesome. <laughs> Yeah. And um, I and I had been joking because I knew Ariana Grande was a big fan, and I was like, we need to get some celebs in on this sync reunion thing. Like she just sampled them, and so when she brought them out, and there were rumors, and then they started tweeting like mic check one two. I was like, it's happening. <laughs> so uh, I was like audibly squealing. I was crying. Um, not sobbing it wasn't uh you know I used to be normal situation it was like an elegant (laughs) rolling down her cheek yes yes it was it was a beautiful single tear but yeah I I was really happy for them especially because you know not hating on Justin but there's like a revisionist history about how he was the only talented one because he Mm. was the only one who made it as a solo artist but I mean, all of them are so good, and especially JC. And it was nice for them to have their moment and see them shine. Yes, I was going to say, do you think that JC's been waiting for this moment for all these years? No. Well, it does not, it turns out it does not seem like he has because he hasn't tried to capitalize on it at all. So, from from what I know about him, you know, when I think I know him, uh, <laughs> everyone has said that he's really hard on himself. Um, his old vocal coach from back in MMC days, and she worked with um, NSYNC, Robin Wiley, 
has said that, you know, he always thought he sucked and he always felt like people didn't really want to hear him sing. And so as much as I'm like hoping he was just waiting for the perfect, perfect moment to show up and be like, hey, remember me? I'm actually really talented. Um, it doesn't seem like that was the case because then he sort of went back into hiding. So, you know, I'm not I'm not holding out too much hope, but <laughs> there's always a sliver. So I can tell you, and we may have to cut bits of this part of the conversation out. So I was on tour. This is the secret. Oh, see, that's what we're hoping for. That would be Oh, gosh, that makes my heart so happy. I'm hoping they take it. With or without JT. Well, that's what I was going to say. Did he make any mentions of whether or not JT was involved? I'm conflicted. Like, I want all five of them, but I think that he might overshadow the other four who are yeah. very talented in their own right. I think I get the impression it's just the four. I you know, I've got something I can tell you but you can't tell anyone type, you know, you know the way dudes <laughs> are who's doing that. So yeah, I uh I'm How down do for you it. feel about JT, like solo and within sync? <laughs> Ashley has very complicated feelings. I mean, yeah, but it is complicated. I get it. So that's why I thought I would ask because I'm, I'm well, interested I to think, hear. Yeah, he's incredibly talented, and I think even in in sync, he did stand out. Like he's so incredibly charismatic and like smooth and such a good dancer that I think a lot of that has to do with why he's been so successful. Like obviously, he has a beautiful voice, but I think so much of it is just like he has like that star quality. Um, but I think. I mean, I, I'm happy that he's successful, but I have at different points of the last like 15 years been like, well, fuck, he's too successful, which means that Instinct's never going to be able to get yeah. back together. Or it's not the type of fame he has where it's going to be like, oh, in six months, people will just forget about Justin Timberlake and maybe he'll be ready to do Instinct. Like he's gotten too famous. And that's what, that's my only gripe. I think mm. he deserves, I think he's really talented, but it is kind of a bummer. Yeah. And I, I mean, my thoughts on it, and I will not put this part in our podcast because the JT stands will come murder me, but I think I like I love Justin Timberlake in the context of NSYNC. I think that JT, the megastar phenomenon, like I think sometimes he can be a little bitch. Like I really <laughs> But I will tell you Wow we, we just spoke recently uh, on our podcast that with someone who knew the, the guys when they were younger and um, had sort of kind of kept in touch with some of them throughout the years. But she did just tell us a story about Justin back in 2014. He remembered her. He hooked her up with like VIP tickets to his show and he was very sweet to her. And it did sort of change my opinion. I softened a little bit because I'm like, all right, maybe he's not a total bitch, but I just, <laughs> I, I think, it's it's I know I get why he had to distance himself when he came out from like the whole boy band thing, especially you know early aughts because it was seen as a negative, right? I yeah. mean, it still is. I mean, a lot of people. Both our boy bands have had people that tried to do like Joey tried to do solo stuff. George yes. tried to go solo. I actually really um, liked both of their stuff. That was how I mostly knew New Kids was their solo. Yeah, And from my point of view, take that, I've got a very complex story with Robbie Williams. Mm. And oh. It was, I mean, I, from what I understand, when Justin, well, when take the, uh, when InSync split, it wasn't because 
Justin was a bitch and wanted to go off and do his own thing, yeah. whereas we had Robbie spit his dummy out of the pram right. and bung <clears> off, <throat> and there was a lot of bad feeling for a lot of years. But even yeah. after all of that, he still came back, guys. So there <laughs> okay, is still okay, hope. Okay. There is still Please. hope. <laughs> I will take back every negative thing I ever said about Justin Timberlake <laughs> if he comes back. I, I think he probably still has a pretty decent relationship yeah. with the guys, I mean, it sounds like it, at least from what they put out to the public, which we know might not be the whole truth, but mm. it seems like they don't really have hard feelings. Um, but it's hard, you know, on the fan side to be like, you you took this thing away from us, even if that's yeah, not how it happened. It's yeah, like, yeah. we have them and now we don't. And, you know, it's out of our it's hands. Hard to, even though the boy band, we talk about the boy band arc a lot. So the, like, a boy band generally only has at most four, maybe five years in them. So it probably would have petered out anyway. But to yeah. be able to, yeah. to be able to hook it onto something and blame someone for it is, you know, that's that's a, a teenager, isn't it? It's kind of it, yeah. it's, it's your fault probably. I'm not married to Donnie Wahlberg because of that one time you wouldn't let me watch such and such on the TV. It's like that. It's you have to have right, something right. to blame. Yeah. But you know yeah. what? Sometimes they come back and they come back as a man band. Oh yeah, and that is yeah. so much better. Yeah, speaking, of, <laughs> we both we can both speak as girls whose boy bands have come back as grown men, and yeah, it's they worth, are it's so much better as men. Worth it. And also, yeah. I'm, they, I'll tell you. I mean, I'm not a huge Backstreet fan, but even seeing the video, I think the first single from their most recent album when it came out. And, and I'm also not a kid person, right? But even there was tugging at my heartstrings where I'm like, they're all grown up and they're in love and they have children and they're such adults. And it's just, you know, there's something very like sexy and powerful mm. about it that I, you know, I would love to see. Um, I would love it if our guys came back and did something like that. So speaking of, I'm going to send you girls a video of Gary lifting weights with his 19 year old son. <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh I'm I just, excited I think I just saw did a picture of him and his son just come out and people were like oh my his son is like yeah. a mini me <laughs> his son is about a foot taller than him I swear he's the milkman's baby <laughs> <laughs> do you oh, girls wow. have any other boy bands that you love or love In even or definitely my like number one i was like an equal opportunity boy band listener back in the day like yeah. i definitely had the 98 <laughs> degrees and backstreet boys and oh five i really liked five yes. my brothers love five my little brother they are not a going concern i don't believe but they are there's, i might there's them three of them now we're gonna see them actually at the end of the year there's three of them now oh my god did they change their name to three with a v three. in the middle three no they're still calling themselves <laughs> five but, um, <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I, so I originally liked Backstreet Boys, and then they were just like dead to me when NSYNC came out. I was like, no, nah, no, they, you know, NSYNC perfected, especially when we were like 12. So like in mm. my head, I knew that New Kids was a thing, but I was so young. So I, in my Same. head, I was like, um, we all invented this, like Backstreet Boys and NSYNC invented the boy band, <laughs> which is so ridiculous now. And especially listening to your podcast, I know I messaged you guys the other day, I'm like, holy shit, the Bay City Rollers. Who knew? I never would have classified them right. as a boy band, but, like, they were massive, and they had all yeah. of the same 
markers of a successful boy band. Yeah, so. and when you can roll it back to the Beatles as well, which is the Beatlemania was the whole first thing back in the 60s. So, yeah. True, yeah. We, I also like to think that we invented boy bands in my generation, but we didn't. I know. It was, it was I there know. long before. Girls have always need something to scream at because we're not allowed to be emotional creatures right. in, in a lot of situations. And that's yeah. that's the one thing that people kind of like, well, let's just let them get this out of the system and, you know, <laughs> then they can go off and get married and have babies. Except oh, we didn't. We skipped yeah. all of that part. Yeah, we both skipped marrying and having babies. <laughs> I saw like, a tweet fine. today that said that the unmarried childless women are the happiest demographic I saw that society. too. I was like, <laughs> I'm doing this all right and yeah. I'm going right this hell. <laughs> you know who else we do both love although we haven't kept up with anything new we were just recently talking about O-Town mm. oh, yes. Christine loves Dan right is that yeah. and, and I mean I know he's not yeah. in it anymore but like Ashley Parker, Parker Angel is just a snack he's such a thirst trap on the internet I sent him a cameo request to sing Digital Get Down I wish I had asked him to do it shirtless but there was a character limit so <laughs> So we're we're gonna see Aton in two weeks. Yeah. Uh, Dan oh my is, god. Dan Dan is a future <coughs> husband. She's already snagged Dan, so I'm well, having to. Yeah, I mean, only I, because Ashley's not there anymore. Sorry, Dan. Yeah. I love you, but you know. <laughs> I I think I'm gonna have to go for be a Jacob girl. Mm. Oh, I, I think I am old. Well, no, I'm not actually. They're our age, aren't they? Well, they just yeah. seem young because we keep watching. We keep making watching the band. Making the band. <laughs> <laughs> Like repeatedly. And they come out on the tail end of yeah. you know that era of boy bands, so they were like the newest ones then. Mm. Yeah, but that was um, twenty years back. So <laughs> yeah, I think we might go see them too. Um, oh, yeah. Because now we're stalking, we're stalking all of the individual members of our boy band. So <laughs> well, on Friday, Lance, on Friday we found out. Um, Chris Kirkpatrick is going to be at some 90s throwback night and it's in between where we live because we're a few states away. So we're like, let's go find him, give him a business <laughs> card. And then we're going to go Lance in July. Pop 2K is coming in the area. So we're, we're going to go check that out too and probably do the VIP. So we, we're like, got to catch them all. I so look like, at Lance's VIP thing. So his VIP options. There's one where you can pay like two grand and yeah. dinner with him. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a small girl. I'm not, you know, I like a dinner, but two grand, like that's amazing. I know. I was, think, I was saying the same thing. I'm like, that seems crazy. And plus we were like, well, we want Lance to have dinner with us because he wants to. Yeah, right? I, I don't want to pay. I don't want to have to pay for a social media tag. I'm delightful. Tag me for free. <laughs> so what happened? I talk, yeah. Both Amy and I are kind of slightly obsessed with the whole Lou Pearlman story. What oh, are your, yeah. And obviously without Lou Pearlman, your boy band would not be. Right. How, right. how do you guys feel about him? Definitely conflicted. I mean, when after, I didn't really... I knew a little bit about it, but then after watching Boy Band Con, um, it was really eye-opening, which I do think there is, I mean, obviously he did have an eye for talent and um, did contribute a lot to them, you know, like doing the whole kind of like boot camp thing that he did, like they probably wouldn't have been as good as they were without that experience, but then he really did take advantage of them and a yeah. lot of other people and not even just in the boy band space. He was just like committing financial frauds all over the place. Yeah, so. Anyone that he could get like, a bit of money off, yeah. I know. It was really sad when they got into the parts of, like, just, like, regular people who he had just scammed out of their entire life savings. Yeah, yeah he, he was, like, um, I keep saying he was, like, an evil genius. And evil might be too harsh, but he clearly was 
had he was very smart but it's like he didn't want to do the actual work that you have to do to be legitimately yeah. successful and so it's like oh god lou if you could have just used your powers for good instead of you know you know <laughs> i so lance did a live facebook chat about yeah. two weeks after the film and he asked that was my question was which he oh. answered on the chat was do you think that he would have been even more successful had he used his brains for good instead of evil and Lance was uh -huh. like absolutely because it was it's yeah. kind of like yeah. the amount of intelligence it must have taken you to keep track yes. of all your scams and put together all your True. fake brochures and all the right. you know the annual reports if you yes. just use that to actually do the thing you, mm -hmm. like, yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't well, have had I to go on the run I know. And then my question, so someone asked it more eloquently than I did, but the question that I had for him that he answered through somebody else was essentially like knowing everything you know now, both how badly he screwed you guys over, but also how massively successful you became, you know, if you could somehow have all of that knowledge and go back, would you still sign that contract? Because in my head, I'm like, man, it would be really sad if, if he said no, like if somehow it, it mm. felt like it wasn't worth it. But he said, no, you know what? He said, I, I still would have done it. Like we could have said no and had small success. Maybe we would have been like an acapella group in Disney. But the experiences that we've had, everything that we've had the opportunities that we've had because of all the success we had, he said, I, I would absolutely do it over again, even though it sucked at the time. And so that made me feel a little bit better. Like it really sucks that so many people were taken advantage of, but at least for them, I was like, okay, well, I'm glad that, you know, that it wasn't all bad. No. Don't you think that Lance Bass might be the nicest man in the world? Oh my God. I love him so much. <laughs> he's so sweet. And he's also so woke, which I appreciate. Like he's always, his, we've been having all these abortion ban laws going into effect all over like our country yeah. and tweeting about it, which. Yeah. Very outspoken about it. Which is awesome. have, like, male allies and that kind of stuff. So I, that even just makes me love him more. And he was always my favorite anyway. He just yeah. seems so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so what's next? Other than, so you're going to go and stalk Chris and yep. Lance. Yep. What's next in your podcast adventures? What have you got coming up in the podcast in the next couple of weeks? So well, we actually, so we we have lit or we have watched Boy Band Con, so we've definitely got an episode on that coming up soon. Um, we've been going through the music catalog, so we covered their debut album and we covered our thoughts on uh, the No Strings Attached era, but we're going to get into celebrity, some of the other music. And then I think probably in the near future, each individual member will get their own like in-depth, oh. dedicated episode. Yeah. <laughs> and then the Christmas album, of course. Oh, right. Of course. Probably two episodes for that. Can you I'm... hang on? I mean, surely you need to time I that for Christmas. Know. Christmas in we'll July. I will try. Christmas I mean, in July is a thing for Christmas, you guys, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah. We do start listening to it. I personally am like anytime after Halloween, I'll, I'll listen to it because like there's no Thanksgiving music. So what else am I going to listen to? It's fine. Um, <laughs> so like two solid months of, of a Christmas album love. So I think we will try to hold on, but it's going to be so hard. I just love it. And I want to talk about it. <laughs> and we've had, I mean, we've had a lot of people 
um, who have been listening, who I think because the group is essentially inactive, they have all this pent up energy. And so they've been really active on our social media, chatting with us, sending their stories and things like that. that. So we've had a couple of opportunities to have some folks on who, like I said, either knew them back in the day or one person who she runs like the OG NSYNC Instagram account, like before NSYNC even created one themselves, she had a fan account. And so we talked to her for a while and just basically like what it means to be a fangirl. And so I'm looking forward to having some more opportunities to talk to people like that and just share and that so that, you know, we all don't feel alone because it yeah. can feel really lonely when you, you know, when you feel like you can't tell other people in your daily life about like this obsession that you have. So tell our listeners where they can find you. What's all your social media tags? Where can they get hold of you? So our Instagram is girl were you alone podcast with underscores between every single word. And our Twitter is InSyncPod, and you can also email us at girlwereyoualonepod at gmail.com. Okay, and your episodes come out every Wednesday? Tuesday. Tuesday. Okay, so, right. so episodes out every no. Tuesday. Okay. You can, well, you can really... sell yourselves as the original NSYNC. Even if people come up behind you now, you are still <laughs> the OG NSYNC podcast. We were here first. We were doing this. But back on the record, I will say, <laughs> I'm, I'm honestly, so I know that you both have your own boy bands that are your boy bands, but I'm so impressed that you were able to just like unabashedly love them all because I admittedly am really bad about that. I'm like, oh, my boy band's better than your boy band. I've gotten a little bit better uh, in some I mean, aspects. we have that between us. Like, there's yeah. gonna- oh, really? Yeah, so yeah. Amy, Amy definitely thinks Take That's going to come higher in the chart than Nukas on the Block are. Because they are. But what Amy, doesn't fa- what Amy doesn't factor into it is that I created the science of boy bandsology. So I can absolutely... <laughs> She's going to fix it. Cause she needs to fix it's it because her boy band is not as good as my boy band. <laughs> so, you know, I've been catching up because a couple weeks ago, I guess, is when I found your podcast. And so my I was catching up today and we were listening to the rundown of the top 20 and my husband's sitting there and he's like getting more and more agitated. And I like, look at him. I'm like, what, what's wrong? And he's like, I'm just really worried for you that, that your boys aren't going to come in on the chart where they're supposed to. I'm like, they haven't gotten there yet. They haven't got, but here's the thing. I don't have high hopes because like, yeah, they held some records for a while, but they haven't gotten back together. And most yeah, they're like practically the only one that hasn't is, gotten. They're going to score high on JT's solo career. Yeah, so they? they'll do. They'll get great oh. points on his solo career. They'll do some. I, my, the first time I remember coming across Justin Timberlake is that red carpet with him and Britney in the denim outfits. So they, they are definitely going to. They're definitely going to get style points. Pop royalty. They have some really great style from back in the day. Yeah, uh, I mean they, they do. Are alone. I've, I've done most of the chart already, so we kind of know where people fall already. Gotcha. We haven't done the, the, the bits that we do the yeah, pointing sure. together. Um, but yeah. I, so things like the number of records they sell, where they appeared in the charts. And your boys right. do okay. They're not, you're not going to be ashamed of them. Don't right. worry about it. Oh, well, oh, that's, that's good. That's good. <laughs> also, I fucking love the way you handled the Jonas Brothers reunion because this is my favorite part. <laughs> like, I started, I listened to the, the most recent two episodes or something when when I found your podcast and then I was like no I gotta go back to the beginning and listen since the beginning and so it was like this feeling where I was giddy for you guys because I was like 
oh my god, Jonas hasn't reunited yet. They don't even know yet. <laughs> I know something they don't know. And so, I, mean, I love that. the episode, and I was like, oh, I wonder where this is in the timeline of when they reunited. And I was dying that at the very end of that episode, you had that little, like, epilogue calling each other. You're just like, fuck. Like, that's, could the time have been any worse or any better, depending on how you want to look I at it? I literally drove home, got into the house, laid down in bed, opened up to it, and I was like, well, shit. It's <laughs> <laughs> like an hour after we recorded, they got back together. Oh, Do you know what? It's really strange because we're really playing on this boy bandipity thing and saying that we're yeah. creating all these reunions because we <laughs> talked about in sync a lot and Lance Bass and Lou Pearlman and then yes. Coachella happened and obviously yes. the Jonas thing. And what? which one was the other one? Five. The, we did the five episodes yeah. and the day our episode about five came out, they announced this big boy band tour next year with like three other boy bands. And so. BB Mac. Oh my God. Oh yeah. So new single I release. actually really did like BB Mac back in the day. I totally forgot about them. I listened to their CD quite a bit. Did they only have one or did they have multiple CDs back in the I, day? I think they had one album. They've got new stuff coming out now. So they've got, they just released a new single. They've got a new album coming out. I want to say it's in September. So I might listen to that. Maybe I'll become a BB Mac fan. Back here, was that the yes, yes, okay. that was that's the only one that I know that they did. Oh, yeah. I really loved that album. Sorry, I just I totally <laughs> forgot See, about you them. You do have another boy band. I, every, I think it, I'm not even just as us speaking as fangirls, I think every single human being has got that one boy band song that they'll hear it and they'll be like, Oh, that's my jam. And you're like, See, yeah. everyone secretly loves a boy band. Oh, for sure, everyone. I think so too. They're really songs that's why they're so that's why. <laughs> right and it, well that's anytime i go to a wedding and a boy band song plays the whole room freaks out and i'm like in my head i'm secretly like yeah but do you stand them like i stand them and the answer is no because they're normal and i'm not um, but the whole room freaks out so everybody has that appreciation mm. and it's like oh yes this brings us all together it's beautiful it but do you know what i'm finding out more and more the more we do this and the more we pick up listeners it's actually we're the normal ones yeah like, yeah true but like it's the Everyone's people that are kind of like oh why do you like boy bands that's just like that's for teenage girls those are the people that are the judgy ones. They're not normal. And actually, we are. We're... Mm. Fuck well, that. Nostalgia like, is so strong now. Like, yeah. everything that's nostalgic is coming back. So right. we can't be that weird. So your, right. boys, I mean, your boys are timing their reunion perfectly. I know. Hopefully. A lot of people, you know, so people were really, really excited after Coachella. And then, of course, because of when that was and the... Um, it's going to be May day, which has yeah. become like a holiday in the insane fandom. It's like the high holy day. Uh, everyone was hoping for some sort of announcement on that date. And it's like, guys, Coachella happened not even two weeks ago. If they're planning something, if, you know, big if, but if they're planning something, they're going to want it to be perfect. They're not going to, they didn't wait, you know, 17, 18 years to just sort of come out and half-ass something. So I still have hope that, you know, they're maybe working on something. It might take a little convincing, but I, I don't think that they're fully uh, down for the count yet. And plus, I saw Gary was with JC a couple weeks ago. And yes. I would just like to see if you can pull some strings and like <laughs> more of a boy band no, mm -hmm. like yeah. a little talk that would be very helpful okay we'll see what we can do yeah yeah we do that's true <laughs> i know that lance and joey will take 
no convincing. It's going to be JC and it's going to be Chris because Chris and Justin were super close and I don't think he really wants to do it without him and I can't blame him. Um, but I think those are the two that need convincing. Okay. Okay, we'll get working on it. Yeah. Thank we'll you. Thank you. Yeah. And then you, you wanna... can really claim credit. We will give you that will actually be you. I mean we'll take the credit regardless, but thank you. <laughs> 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 oh guys, it's so nice to talk to you. Yeah. Thank you yeah, so much. Yeah, this was delightful. <laughs> We should we should make a regular day, not like every month. That would get because we've chatted for an hour now, so every month yeah. is a bit much. But we should <laughs> we have catch up dates. Yeah, check ins are definitely helpful. And honestly, like if you ever like anytime you're like, what the hell are? They? If you listen to something, you're like, what the hell are they doing? That was stupid. Just tell us. Um, <laughs> no, oh, you know not what? stupid. It will sound great. <laughs> if you ever want to do. Another, so I only got halfway through because I was skipping around, but your drunk episode, yeah. <laughs> halfway through it, I was with my in-laws all weekend and I was like, thank God I have this keeping me company. <laughs> um, but you know, if you ever want to do another drunk episode, we love drinking. <laughs> oh, okay. We should Excellent. definitely the do that. The only reason I met Joey was because I was drunk and yeah, we willing to day rules. drinking, especially, which works perfectly for the time zone difference. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we should you're definitely on. do we'll that. Make, we'll we'll, we'll leave him do that a video. We'll put makeup on yeah. and everything. We'll put the laptop up high so you're yeah. looking at us. All you need is some angles, really. Sorry, the dog's snoring. Can we just poke the dog and stop oh, him snoring? There sorry, we go. Elvis. There we go. Oh, Elvis. Elvis should make a guest. I love Elvis. <laughs> I always cut my dog out, and my husband, when he heard Elvis in the background, he's like, "Their dog gets to be in the podcast. How come my dog?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> All right. Thank All you so right, much for this, ladies. It's been so much fun. Thank you. Yeah, yeah so seriously. Much. Lovely okay, to chat. Speak you soon. Speak soon. Speak on the drunk episode. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> bye, bye, bye. Thanks. Right then, how nice are those girls? I fucking love them. That they was the most amazing, friends. right? Yeah, thank you for saying that. That on. was all Zoe who did that. <laughs> we could have gone for hours and hours yeah. chatting with them. So, yeah. they're great. They're our new best friends. So, anyone listening who thinks they're our current best friends, hi. <laughs> yeah, it's been lovely knowing you. <laughs> so, by the end of the week, Amy. So, yeah. get, I'm gonna get comfy. Do you wanna? Mm-hmm. Let's go. Okay, um, so Boy Band of the Week this week is a band called I Didn't Do a Boy Band of the Week. They're really good. Are you ready to hear their story? <laughs> what happened? I just don't have any fucking time in my life. I don't have any time in my life. I mean, this is a good <laughs> juncture for me to point out that I've done, maybe, what, four or five Boy Bands of the Week? Whilst going on tour with New Kids on the Block, yep, yep, and seeing the nation through a major election, yeah, yes, the Prime Minister quitting, yes, <laughs> yes. Fortunately, your failings fall on a day mm-hmm. that's very significant mm-hmm. in the fangirl calendar. Do you know what that day I love is? How you like pointing out my failings? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I am failing at life at the moment. It is true. I get it. We're both busy, and we did warn people weeks ago that yeah. we'd probably take time off, and we've not done that yet. Yeah. So it's coming, it. guys. It's <laughs> yeah. coming. Brace yourselves. <laughs> 
So, Brace yourself, Brenda. So what is uh, what is this big day you speak of? It's it's not it's going to be May Day. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> it's not it's going to be May Day. So it's today is the 31st of May, which means that... Payday is payday. <laughs> oh, mine's on the 27th. Oh. Although we got paid early this month because oh, the 27th fell on bank holiday. Mm-hmm. So I got paid last Friday. Mm-hmm. I don't like it when it comes too early. I know because it's a long wait till the next one. Fucks up my accounts. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to find exactly what year it was. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Today marks the 14th anniversary of the day Brian Harvey from E17 managed to run himself over with his own car. I thought you were going to say run himself over with a baked potato for a minute because <laughs> I keep calling it baked potato day. <laughs> It comes, it will develop that. And I'm going to caveat this episode with we are fully aware that in recently Mm. it's become very apparent that Brian has some major mental health issues. He has this big conspiracy theory, which doesn't come out of nothing. His conspiracy theory comes from the fact that he was phone hacked. Yeah. And he thinks the government isn't doing enough to support him. And we're aware of that. But we're not making fun of mental not, health issues. No, we're not making fun of Brian. But this was a massive news story at the time. And if you were a fangirl, a fan of boy bands at the time, you spent a lot of energy defending the boy band. Mm. Because there was already this impression that Brian Harvey was just a bit stupid. <laughs> and for this story, I remember exactly... Do you remember where you were when you heard about the baked potato incident? I, I don't know that I do. But I just remember being like... What? So I was in the office working night shift on the Daily Mirror when yeah. it came out that Brian Harvey had been in a car accident. And that's that was the initial news that you got. Right. Was it's been an accident in East London, it's Brian Harvey. And everyone was like, oh shit. And then well, it was is he like... okay? Is he dead? What yeah. happened? Well, the initial, it was... First of all, it was... You knew that it was major because of the amount of police activity and ambulance and... and how quickly you found out that you it think was it quite was just major. That everyone wanted to go and have a look. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then it gradually came out over the, the, the next few days what happened. So, I'm going to tell you, I'm actually going to roll back because we can make this a bit more of a chat about Brian in general. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to roll back so that our listeners that aren't aware of the baked potato incident or even who Brian Harvey is get a little bit of an impression. So, Brian was the lead singer of 90s boy band E17. Um, at the height of E17's fame, their single Stay Another Day topped the charts for 16 weeks. They they had a, a ton of really successful singles. I mean, when we were going through earlier looking at what songs we were going to put into our boy band playlist, mm. the number of E17 ones would be like, oh, that one's great. Oh, no, that one, that one. Like, Deep, Steam, Stay Another Day, House of Love, that you can just roll on and on. It's all right. And one of my favourite memories, which I think I talked about in our episode one, was seeing E17 play at the Smash It's Pole Winners Party when they did House of Love. Mm. Absolutely loved it. They were great. They were so well put together. They did great dance routines. And they were just a little bit street for a boy band. They were, they were rough and they, dirty and gross. Yeah. And you definitely you knew <laughs> that one of them would take you up the alley and give you a good scene too. Oh my too. God, I thought you were going to say take you up the arse. <laughs> E17 were out at the same time as Take That and Take That with a clean even though they were getting thongs on and doing gay clubs <laughs> Take That with the clean cut ones yeah. E17 were dirty grotty like you say more urban and you were either a Take That fan or an E17 fan you couldn't do both I even did, though I did quite like a lot of the E17 songs 
I did both. Oh, I bet you did, you dirty bitch. <laughs> so at the height of their fame, Brian, was he had the trappings of fame. He lived in a big house. It had a double garage with a Ferrari inside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What were you going to say? I thought you said he had a big house with a Ferrari inside and then I realised <laughs> you'd said garage and I was like, that's a strange way of putting it, but okay, mm-hmm. yep, yeah, with you. Until the 16th of January 1997, which is the day that Brian Harvey did a radio interview for to promote their single called Hey, hey Child. And in this interview, he made his famous ecstasy comments. He, fucking twat. He Sorry, said, can I just say, just before you go any further, he was a fucking idiot for saying this. He I, was. No, but he... He like was a he, fucking idiot. He wasn't the brightest. Yeah. And I, did, I think... He was not, it was a very naive thing, but also slight responsibility down to his management for allowing that question to even be asked of him. So the comments he made was yeah, that he'd said... through it, because I don't know what question was asked. So I don't have the exact question, oh, okay. but his response to the question was, he had taken 12 ecstasy tablets in one night and had driven home with no problem. Within minutes of his comments, E17 Records had been banned by 14 radio stations nationwide and Prime Minister John Major later condemned his comments in the House of Houses of Parliament. The thing is, is at the time, there was, was a huge, huge thing in the media about ecstasy and how it killed people because... Yeah, so Oxford radio station Fox FM on their chart show, replaced the slot that would have been filled by them playing E17 song with an interview with the parents of a girl called Leah Betts. Now, Leah Betts had made headlines the year before after she had taken an ecstasy tablet at her 18th birthday party and died, and her parents chose to put out into the newspapers the pictures of Leah on life support. So there was a picture on the front page of all the papers of this 18-year-old girl should be celebrating, you know, the greatest day of her life. She's 18, she's got, you know, I've got the key of the door. No, it's 21. Um, but she was dying in a her- hospital bed, Yeah, basically. covered in pipes. And the, her, her parents eventually made the decision to switch her life support off. Mm. 17th of January 1997, so the day after, Brian was sacked from E17. This, The news of this was accompanied by a headline in The Sun, which says, Barmy Brian has virtually destroyed us. Yes, I'm sure the rest of the band were thrilled. Yeah. That weekend, the Sunday Mirror reported that the sacking was more to do with an internal wrangling in the band and not necessarily his comments, because it was revealed that the songwriter for the band, who was Tony Mortimer, had also previously made comments about taking ecstasy, saying they're increasing love and that's a good thing. Oh, my God. Uh, But since Harvey's comments, Tony Mortimer had released a statement saying he could not condone the use of drugs. John Hendy and... Terry Caldwell paid a visit to Brian at his home on the day of the second. Now, he was sacked by letter. They put her letter through his door telling him he was out. Uh, Now, I can't find dates for this specific bit, but later on in the story, Tony leaves the band and Brian goes back into the band. There's no exact date for that. Move forward to February 98. So this is a year on. The band... There's not really been a lot of E17 activity since Mm. then, but we're a year on. Brian appears in court where he is fined £1,000 for an assault on a paparazzi photographer called Rinaldo Vargas. He had been working... A paparazzi or a footballer? Paparazzi photographer. I know, but it sounds like a footballer's name. (laughs) Oh, Rinaldo Vargas. Yeah. (laughs) 
Vargas had been working for a tabloid newspaper when he's attempted to take a picture of Brian leaving Stringfellow's nightclub. He said he snapped when Vargas tried to get a picture of him emerging drunk from the nightclub. He and four of his friends had pushed the photographer off his feet and began kicking him. Harvey claimed that the photographer had set a trap and incited him into violence so his colleague could take pictures. Now, this isn't unheard of. No, like, so one of one of the photographer, baked beans at a photographer. Yeah, so yeah. one of them goads him, knowing that his mate is stood just along the road and will get the pictures and they can sell the pictures to the papers for a lot of money. Oh. So even if you get hit a bit, you between the two, like you and your teammate paparazzi you'll make money There's i don't like think Liam that he realized that he'd get quite the kicking that JK's he did been done there's a few of them isn't there yeah so mm. passing sentence judge jeffrey rucker criticized the paparazzi they admitted quite frankly they worked as a pair because if one gets in trouble and is attacked the other one can take pitch- pictures and that can be good for business wow uh, Judge Rucker also criticised a photograph of Mr Vargas that was used in the tabloid newspaper, which had showed him sat in bed with a neck brace and a sling. Mr Vargas actually had not been seriously injured. He'd suffered a grazed forehead and a minor nose inju- injury and was discharged from the hospital with a few painkillers. The judge said the photograph was a lie and the people who had anything to do with it should be ashamed. Vargas was paid... £10,000 and his partner received £20,000 from a newspaper for the picture of the fight and its aftermath. Wow. So the paps are scum, is what we're saying. (laughs) (laughs) Later in 98, three members of E17, so we are now talking Brian, Terry and John, make another attempt at the charts. They reach number two with a single called Each Time. Hmm. Um... What year is that? I don't know, 98, this is still... Fast forward to May 2000. They they were attempted... So they restyled themselves as E17 right. rather than East 17. Bit that, of a that bad was... judgment call, get, yes, bearing in mind that your downfall had been connected to the drug E. e. Um, after their comeback failed, the Sunday people took their turn to put the boot in the Brian with a headline... I used to be a pop chart superstar. Now I've lost my home, my car, and I can't even afford a mobile phone. Mm. This was printed in the paper after bailiffs turned up at Brian's flat to reclaim his £80,000 Mercedes. He said, I felt like I was being taught a lesson for something. Nobody wants to sign you. You're two hundred grand in debt, and what do you do, man? <laughs> uh, in March... That's like something he would say. <laughs> in 2001... He gave an interview to The Guardian where he claimed that actually the ecstasy comments had come about because East 17 manager Tom Watkins had set him up for it. Uh, In 2001, Brian releases a solo single called Straight Up No Bends, which reaches number 26. In December 2001, Brian is attacked outside a nightclub called The Works in Nottingham. He'd been there doing a promotional appearance for his next solo single called Loving You. He was leaving the club with a friend and two girls and he sustained a serious head wound which required surgery where a piece of skin from his thigh was grafted onto the back of his skull. Oh, Jesus. Brian claimed that the attackers had used a machete or an axe on him, although police thought it was something that was much smaller. But they never recovered the weapon, so nobody knew. Nottingham is rough. Uh, he was released from hospital the day later and on the 14th of December, so three days later, 
police raided the houses of five men and arrested them. Uh, and their statement on the arrest of these five men said that Harvey had been scalped. Oh. Yeah. It's not nice. That's really not nice. I'd love to know where in Nottingham these men were from. I think I know. (laughs) (laughs) 17th of April 2002, so four months later, Brian files for bankruptcy. Oh, Brian. 26th of April 2002, so just a week later, he's arrested for possession and supply of cocaine. Fucking hell, Brian. And late that same year... Whoa, 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 whoa. How is he bankrupt and he can afford cocaine? Or he's stealing the cocaine? Yeah. Got it. Uh, we'll go into that a little bit later on because that's In more to episode, well, that's more to do with so the, the the arrest for possession of supply of cocaine's more to do with the tabloid newspaper thing that he now has his conspiracy theory against. Okay, got it. Uh, in 2002, he appeared on Celebrity Stars in Their Eyes, performing as Ali Campbell from UB40. Oh my God, Brian! In June 2002, he hands himself into police after breaching an injunction. And he is jailed the day after for 56 days for, because he had breached a non-molestation order taken out by his estranged wife, Natasha. Uh, his court date for possession and supply was the day after. Hang on, what is a non-molestation A order? non-molestation order is don't go near them, don't touch them. He'd breached the non-molestation order, which meant he went near her and touched her. <laughs> I get that part, but is molestation, is that actually, like... A thing. Is that implying that touching someone is molesting them? Isn't that assault? It's assault. Really, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, it's fine. I just just never heard that before. It it feels weird. Uh, He, because he's in jail for breaching that order, he misses the court date for his drugs possession and supply charge Uh, these charges are later dropped in 2003 the case collapsed when it was discovered that the key witness had been paid £25,000 by the News of the World and he refused to testify at the trial fucking News of the World Uh, it turns out Brian had been arrested after the News of the World alleged he hired a man called Kimal Zorba to set up his wife as a ploy in their messy divorce so the News of the World claimed that he paid this Kemal guy to set up his wife for possession of cocaine, but he, the story claimed Brian had given the guy the cocaine to plant on her, and therefore he was supplying cocaine because he had given it oh to them. Oh my god. Very messy. Uh, in 2004, he appeared on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. On his way out to Australia to appear, his nan died while he was on the flight. Now, Brian had been raised by his grandparents, Bert and Betty, after his parents got divorced when he was 10. He stayed on to take part in I'm a Celebrity, but he left after just six days, following a row with Janet Street Porter over farting near the cooking area. Yes, I remember this. Can I just say that that happened to me, but I was on a flight from Australia to London and my grandma died. So I feel you, Brian. Yeah. And I just... this this. The newspapers going on about this farting, Brian quits after the, the row over farting. That just sets up a bit for how the 
the nation's opinions and their reactions to Brian was that that was like he's just a like a little kid with no manners and he's not been brought up well and you know he's just like a stupid little boy Mm. was plays very much into the way the nation then reacted when it was discovered that Brian ran himself over Mm. Um, on his return to the UK he took an overdose and in early 2005, so a few months later, he goes into treatment for clinical depression. This is off the back of losing his gran. Yeah. He wasn't there. He wasn't with her. He's had a marriage breakdown. Um, in April 2005, he's rushed to hospital in East London after he attempts suicide with an o- overdose of pills and drinking 10 cans of lager. So that's the second overdose? Yeah. Oh, shame, man. This is all within a few months of losing his nan. Mm. So this is April 2005. And these, these didn't come out in the newspapers straight away. No. These came out after, which accounts somewhat for the reaction to when in 31st of May the the driving over himself incident happens because also it was a time when the, the papers weren't so careful about how they approach mental health issues yeah. and people that had those suicide attempts mm. there was no duty of care from a newspaper at this stage like now you probably wouldn't print about someone making an overdose attempt you'd be very careful about the things you said about them yes. in case you'd seen as being culpable for any actions they take after it yes back then it wasn't they didn't give a shit. No. Um, 31st of May 2005, Brian is at home. He has three baked potatoes to eat. He gets in his car and drives out to see a friend. As he's driving to his friends, he gets lost. Pre-sat-nav, there's nothing telling him to turn right, turn around, you've gone the wrong fucking way. <laughs> he gets lost and as he's in a cul-de-sac and as he's trying to reverse his way out of the cul-de-sac he has finds he's eaten too much he's had too many baked potatoes the baked potatoes and tuna and cheese he leans out of his car opens the door and leans out of his car to be sick as he does this he accidentally hits the accelerator pedal on the car the car moves he topples out of the car the car remains in motion and drives over brian before hitting another car now this is in a private gated area so part of the problem with what happens here is brian's calling for people it's the early hours of the morning brian's calling for people to come and help him there's no one there and no one can get into him it's gated no one can get through the gates oh brian brian this is is like if you wrote this in a film or a book people would go it's unrealistic this would never happen. Well, the, the the reaction of the nation to this is, who would be so stupid as like, to drive over themselves with that? Like, how do you even drive over yourself with your own fucking car? Well, I mean, and it's kind of like, it's well, the, how did you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They've got a point. Which is why, and that's the reaction why this is, for me, it's kind of like, oh my God, do you remember when Brian Harvey drove over himself with his own? Because it, it was at the time, it was like, oh my God, he's such an idiot. It was hilarious. It was, and everyone was talking about it. Yeah. Like, even that, so I was turned to a guy in the office the other day and went, do you remember Brian Harvey? And he was like, yeah, I was working. Mm. Like, everyone was like, I was working that night. No, I was on when it came out. Yeah. So his injuries from his car driving over. And the car who, comes... Who found... How did they get to him? So one of the neighbours heard heard him crying right, for help okay. and came out and, and they called the emergency services for him. But the car had landed on him. Like, the car had come to a stop. But wasn't it a big on top of drive? drive? It was a Mercedes, I believe. Okay. 
Um, his injuries included broken leg and pelvis, <gasps> crushed ribs and abdomen. Oh, he was in a coma for three weeks. He had induced. To have, yeah, medically induced coma. So he had to have metal rods inserted into his pelvis to basically hold him together. Mm. Uh, on the 9th of June, so a week and a bit after the accident, Brian is given a tracheotomy to help him breathe and drain the fluid from his lungs. He still remains at this point in a medically induced coma. They thought he might never walk again. Mm. Uh, 21st of July 2005, he is released from hospital into the care of his girlfriend, Emma B. Oh, yeah. Emma B was a model. So this is, I mean, that's quite going. The start of June, they think he might never walk again. Yeah. And towards the end of July, he's released from hospital in a wheelchair. Uh, by December 2005, Brian's walking and driving again. Oh, I God. would never get back I in mean, a car. I mean, wear a seatbelt, Brian. Don't eat too much and just be really careful. I'd never get back in a car. You would, if someone else I'd was want driving. the child locks on the front doors. <laughs> I'd be like, can, you put, can we do child locks on the front doors too? <laughs> Um, and I'm not going to go into the rest of Brian's history because it's it feeds a lot into... Well, we go into his mental health issues beyond this. Um, in March 2007, then, Brian entered to be... He entered Song for Europe because he wanted to be On the British Eurovision entry. Brian. He didn't win. He lost out to a band called Scooch, our oh, favourite Eurovision entry. Yeah, yeah. Um, he took part in the E17 reunion in 2007, mm. and there was an. This is 2007, and there was also an E17 reunion documentary on Channel Four in May of that year. Actually, there's a really great documentary that was done at the time. Was about his recovery from the accident. It was done by I the BBC. You can get it on it, YouTube, yeah. and it's worth watching just to because you get a, a really good insight into Brian and how. And this was before a lot of his demons took hold. I think. I mean, we he had at this point had a couple of overdose like suicide attempts mm. he had received treatment but he's in a good relationship with his girlfriend emma he seems like they get on he seems to be in a despite other than the fact that he's just run himself over with his own car he seems to be in a fair fairly good place mental health wise you, you get the interaction the two of them looking together he talks a lot about post e17 and how it was for him and i mean and it's before we get into brian where we are now which is conspiracy theory brian mm. so there's been incidents in recent years where brian october 2014 brian harvey tries to visit david cameron in downing street he's carrying with him a folder that he said contained evidence of how much money the government had stolen from him um, January 2015 he launches a YouTube channel and the first video of himself is him smashing up his platinum disc saying that's what I think of your fucking music industry and then in a later video he returns to tidy up where he'd sm <laughs> tidy up the smashed up platinum disc saying I'm a peaceful per person and I pick my rubbish up um, he's, he's had and I don't know what the issue with Brian is now it could be that he took a lot of drugs you can't put that much mind altering chemicals into your system and mm. and not affect not expect it to affect you in some way yeah but then there's some genetics to mental health problems he's he lost his grandmother and he wasn't there like i i know 
to an extent how that feels because when my brother died I was in Scotland and Mm. that was only in Scotland and to this day I hate the fact that I wasn't there for him and with him Mm. when he was dying and Mm. that could be a really hard thing to take Mm. and I know that wasn't my fault Mm. but you can punish yourself for the I, I made a decision that was about me and I wasn't there for someone that I loved when they they needed me to be there for them I don't know, it's hard. It is hard. I don't... I understand why people feel that. Um, more recently, Brian has gatecrashed the Levinson inquiry in the Houses of Parliament because he wanted to provide his own evidence into phone hacking and child abuse. Now, he talks... Brian has spoken about how he believes Tom Watkins sexually abused one of the members of E17, although he's never named names as to which of the members that was. But he says he has an insight because he was phone hacked by the News of the World. The the News of the World story about him setting up his ex-wife for the drugs thing, which led to the dropped drug, drugs charges, was all part of the phone hacking. And, you know, Brian received compensation over phone hacking, as did his ex-wife. Interesting. So... He, for he, our American listeners, that was... <clears throat> Uh, it was a massive, massive thing here. It led to the closure of one of the nation's oldest newspapers where basically journalists had developed a way where they could... It wasn't even hacking. They they could get into people's phone and listen to their phone messages. And that's how they got their stories. So they'd hear a phone message. I think there was a Prince William and Prince Harry one. Where, you know, it was William leaving a message on someone's phone talking about Kate and that's how they got an exclusive Kate story. So, you know, the royals Mm. have been phone hacked and the compensation and the charges over it still go on now. Um, I probably shouldn't talk too much about it because I know some aspects of phone hacking. I'll talk about it because (laughs) I don't have the aspects that uh, that you do. But there was fame. There was a really famous or infamous murder here. Well, there's been a few. And again, this is our true crime life crossing over with our boy band life but a really infamous murder and the parents of the missing it was a a teenage schoolgirl, and they had tried to get hold of her on her mobile phone and it had said that her mailbox was full and then they had tried to call her again and the mailbox had been cleared and that was because journalists had hacked in had got her phone number and managed to hack her messages and and managed to listen to her messages and she was murdered and discovered six months later and it was a local murder for us as well she was murdered where or she was taken where around where we grew up and then her body was found not far from where i live now Mm. but that gave them false hope because they thought she was still alive yeah they thought it was her listening to her messages and therefore she was still alive and mm. she was out there somewhere. Whereas at this point she'd already been killed. Yeah. And actually I know the lawyer who, again, I don't know if we can put this out. Maybe we'll talk about this off, off air. <laughs> but I know the lawyer who kind of got involved with the Dowler family on that. Mm. It's a lot. Yeah. yeah. So Heavy, heavy shit. So Brian, so, and this Leveson inquiry went on for years, didn't so it? So the Leveson inquiry was an inquiry into the actions and uh, of newspapers and the newspaper standards Mm. and Leveson didn't really not a lot came out of it again there's a lot of it I can't talk about because Mm -hmm. I'm in the industry I don't want to anger my bosses or anyone that I previously worked for Mm -hmm. but here's Morgan the results of Leveson Mm -hmm. was that newspapers went self-policing so they said actually we're setting up a new 
like code of conduct and a new standards authority, which is what we now know as IPSO, mm. which replaced the previous one. The issue some people have with IPSO is that it's run by the newspapers. Right. Who are actually the best people to run it because they understand the ins and outs. Like, you can't work on a newspaper without taking an IPSO code of conduct course and a GDPR course and all these things mm. before you're even allowed to sit in the office mm. and do your work. Okay. You have to complete these online courses. So, you know, but I was always completely across the journalist code of conduct to the extent where I would have standing rounds in the office with people about things that they wanted to print or publish and I'd be like we can't do that Mm. and at that point it was like well the code of conduct's advice it's voluntary and it's Mm. kind of like but it's there's a reason it's there ipso is more stricter than that is there's people members of the public have a much easier route to make a complaint about press intrusion the press doing stuff that they shouldn't do yeah which means that editors are now much more likely to stand by yeah the the you know the editorial guidelines that ipso put out mm. i don't know we've kind of veered off brian a little bit i know i just think that's interesting though and i think it's something that people wouldn't know and is yeah i mean know. more recently brian has so his his conspiracy theories have got a little bit wild he still runs this YouTube channel. It's now almost impossible to Google anything about Brian Harvey because when you do it, you get up. Just people, it's all conspiracy websites and people, you know, supporting him and talking about him. I I'd simply tried to Google. I wanted to find one of the newspaper articles from the time about the baked potato so mm. I could just read what their How report reported, at yeah. the time was almost impossible to do and i know how to find newspaper articles it's what my job is yeah so but it's almost impossible to wow. do because it's just all this conspiracy stuff and he was taken into custody recently for his own safety because they thought he was going to do harm to himself right. yeah. and he's not he's not in a good place it's it saddens me that but again it, it's it comes down to the the aftercare of boy bands like they they were huge. They were so big. They had a Christmas number one. They were number one for 16 weeks. The only person that still makes money off Stay Another Day or of any of their music is mm. Tony because he wrote it. The others yeah. were just, they were paid by the day. They don't get anything now. Yeah. And they weren't equal they, members. You know, when you look at the E17 reunion program, one of them's living with his girlfriend in their parents' house. One of them, John Henty, went back to roofing, and it's kind of like these guys were huge. Mm. They should have been set for life with the amount of money that they made, mm. and they just weren't because of the way it was. It wasn't set up with their best interests at heart. Yeah. Like we and said right at the start of this podcast journey, they ended up without a pot to piss in. Yeah, and it's you know it's we're seeing it again and again, mm. and I can't help think that that somehow must have couldn't contributed to the way brian is now oh yeah because that news of the world story that was post e17 fame but they were still out to get him the same with john alford the guy from london's burning when he was set up again on a drugs bust to lisa set up on drugs charges by the same dude the shake from the news of the world all these stories that were just them wanting to sell newspapers and make money off the back of someone who is not making money off anyone else it ruined john alford's career it ruins lives Yeah. yeah And they're not around anymore. They're... Hi, Elvis. <laughs> it's his dinner time. Look, he's gone to sit in his bed politely because he wants okay, his dinner. Okay, <laughs> we'll carry on. So that's... Um, I mean, that kind of sums up Brian. It's... 
a very sad story. It is an incredibly it's sad story. It's a hilarious story. But when but you mention it to sad, anyone yeah. in a pub, they're kind of like, oh, yeah, Brian Harvey, fucking idiot, ran himself over, didn't he? Because he had a baked potato. But it's when you look in depth at what it is, it's, it's, it's a much sadder story. This, but I still can't help but smile at what the story was at the time when it came out 14 years ago. Fortunately, we, we now as a nation and society are much more mature about it and yeah. the, the mental health issues and okay but that's my that's my partial boy band of the week because <laughs> someone didn't do their research no but we know. uh we're always thinking of you brian much love we know that you have struggles and there are things you're going through but to us you will always be the lead singer of e17 up there on the stage in probably in one of your funny hats oh, and hats for whack man you are sorry elvis, elvis agrees yeah you are completely peak boy band for us we love you brian okay well thank you for that zoe linkson you are more than welcome Amy Long. <laughs> gonna do a bit of research for next week what do you reckon absolutely not <laughs> okay we're gonna wrap it up then and yeah um, we just need to let everyone know that we are gonna we did talk about this a few months ago and we've managed to keep things ticking over elvis is desperate for his tea i'm gonna i'm rushing through this elvis we are going to be taking a few weeks off we both have tours still going on we both have really heavy workloads i have got next week at work i've got donald trump is visiting the uk for three days we've got the 75th anniversary of d-day and then the prime minister's quitting so and that's just five days in the office for me i have so the queen to deal with in a few weeks yes. so it's all it's all a lot that's happening so we're gonna have a few weeks off we might drop in some nuggets here and there to surprise you if we get time to even call each other yeah so subscribe because if we do manage to get anything out they're going to come out on random days it's not going to be fridays so if you're subscribed it's just going to ping into your it's not an inbox yeah so whatever your, your favorite podcast app, app yeah. is what however you listen to us just hit that subscribe button it's free to subscribe it doesn't cost you money this is not our patreon campaign it's just a button that, that will give you an alert when we're out so we will try and catch up with you as we go and we'll talk to you in a few weeks thank you very much and oh social media uh i'm with the boy band on instagram the boy band pod on twitter and we're not on facebook we are on facebook come and find me chat with me we talk about amy behind her back (laughs) email us at theboybandpod at gmail.com and we'll possibly have a contender possibly not for our ultimate boy band chart oh who knows you never know at some point we will yeah Uh, but remember it's not about the boy band that falls at the top of our chart. They're not necessarily again. the best. <laughs> <laughs> it's about the boy band that was there for you when you needed them the most. And got you from there to here. Bye. Bye. Our theme music is Dance With You by Fire and Lights from the Songs About a Girl trilogy by Chris Russell. Visit songsaboutagirl.com. You got it. <laughs> and thanks this week go to our lovely new friends over in the US yeah Ashley and Christine you are absolutely awesome go check out their podcast Girl Were You Alone <laughs>